Welcome to Zichud Dafsi Mandim Amrayim Ram Goldarai, and today we're Zechus Kedushin Daf Lamanov. The first parak Isha Nikneis. The Zichud Zechus Kedushin program has been generously sponsored as a schutz for Chazakas Torah. So the three topics we're going to focus on: number one, Rebbe taught in the Brisa, Galuva Yidoyif Nei Mishna Amr Vahaya Olam. It's revealed and known before He who spoke and the world came into being. Sheben Mechabedes Imo Yosher Ma'aviv that a son naturally honors his mother more than his father. Mitnei Shmishad Dalta B'Dvar because she sways him with pleasant words. Lafika Hikdim Kach Baruch Hu Kibud Avul Kibud Aim. Therefore, Kach Baruch Hu placed honoring a father before honoring a mother in the pasuk. The Galuy Vayduif Nei Mishah Amar Vayoham and it's revealed and known before He who spoke and the world came into being. Sheben Misyar Ma'aviv Yosma Imo that a son naturally reveres his father more than his mother. Mitnei Shmulam Du Torah because he teaches him Torah. Therefore, Kosh Baruch Hu placed revering a mother before revering a father in the Pasuk. Pointing to Rebbe Lezer was asked, What is the extent of the mitzvah of honoring one's father and mother? He answered, Go and see what one idolater, Damba ben Nasina, did in Ashkelon. The sages wanted to purchase stones from him for the effort of the Kongado, from which he would profit 600,000 gold dinarim, and an alternate version says 800,000. But the key to access the stones was under a sleeping father's pillow, and Damba refused to disturb him. The next year, Kajbarhu rewarded him with Paraduma born into his herd. The sages went to him to purchase it, and he said, I know that if I were to ask for all the money in the world for it, you would give it to me. However, I only ask for the amount I lost through honoring my father. Rechinina said, If one who is not commanded to honor his parents and does so, receives such reward, the one who is commanded in their honor and does so, how much more so he'll be rewarded. This Kavachomer is based on his principle that God the one who is commanded in the mitzvah and performs it, is greater than one who is not commanded in the mitzvah and performs it. And point number three was taught in the Brisa, Ezu Morav Ezu Kibut. What's the appropriate reverence for parents and what's appropriate honor for parents? Mora, Reverence means one may not stand in his designated place nor sit in his designated place. And one may not contradict his father's words nor may he weigh in on a disagreement between his father and another person. Kibud machu mashka, honor means that one gives his father to eat and drink, malbish machase, he dresses and covers him, machni sumotzi, and he brings him in and takes him out. So once again, the three points are number one, Rebbe taught in a brisa, it's revealed and known before he who spoke and the world came into being. That a son naturally honors his mother more than his father because she sways him with pleasant words. Therefore, Kosh Baruch plays honoring a father before honoring a mother in the Pasuk. And it's revealed and known before he who spoke and the world came into being. That a son naturally reveres his father more than his mother because he teaches him Torah. Therefore, Kosh Baruch plays revering a mother before revering a father in the Pasuk. Pointing to Rebbe Lezer was asked, What is the extent of the mitzvah of honoring one's father and mother? He answered, Go and see what one idolater, Damba ben Nasina, did in Ashkelon. The sages wanted to purchase stones from him for the effort of the Kongado, from which he would profit 600,000 gold dinarim, and an alternate version says 800,000. But the key to access the stones was under a sleeping father's pillow, and Damba refused to disturb him. The next year, Kosh Baruch Hu rewarded him with Paraduma born into his herd. The sages went to him to purchase it, and he said, I know that if I were to ask for all the money in the world for it, you would give it to me. However, I only ask for the amount I lost through honoring my father. 
Rechinina said, Umami she'enu matsuva va'osakach. If one who's not commanded to honor his parents and does so, receives such reward, matsuva va'osakach is come, become the one who is commanded in their honor and does so, how much more so he'll be rewarded. This Kavachomer is based on his principle that Gadu Matsuva Osa, one who's commanded in the mitzvah and performs it, is greater Osa, than one who's not commanded in the mitzvah and performs it. And point number three was taught in the Brisa, Ezu Morave Ezu Kibut. What's the appropriate reverence for parents and what's appropriate honor for parents? Mora wo ome bimkomo wo yoshe bimkomo. Reverence means one may not stand in his designated place, nor sit in his designated place. And one may not contradict his father's words, nor may he weigh in on a disagreement between his father and another person. Kibud machu mashka. Honor means that one gives his father to eat and drink. Malbish machase. He dresses and covers him. Machni sumotzi. And he brings him in and takes him out. All right, so now we go to Simon Dafalam at Alf. And our standard Simon relates to the law. And we use a judge for the Simon, a judge. So here goes. When the family court judge with a diamond gavel, whose motto above the bench was respect tati, fear mami, denied the sage's request for a court order against an inspiring adulterer who had refused to wake up his father for a key they wanted, he inspired sons in the back of the courtroom who brought food and drink to their fathers. Once again, it's a motion. When the family court judge judged, that must be run off. Lamadov, no law. When the family court judge with the diamond gavel, whose motto above his bench was respect tati, fear mommy, which reminds us honoring a father is before honoring a mother in the past because a son naturally honors his mother because she speaks in a way that wins him over. And fearing a mother comes before fearing a father in the past because a son naturally fears his father because he teaches him Torah. So, when the family court judge with a diamond gavel, whose motto above his bench was respect tati, fear mami, denied the sage's request for a court order against an inspiring adulterer who had refused to wake up his father for a key they wanted, which reminds us, Rebelezer was asked, What is the extent of the mitzvah of honoring one's father and mother? And he answered, Go and see what one idolater, Dhamma ben Nasina, did in Ashkelon, who refused to wake up his father despite losing out on a great financial opportunity. So, when the family court judge with a diamond gavel, whose motto above his bench was Respect Tati, fear mommy, deny the sage's request for a court order against an inspiring adult who had refused to wake up his father for a key they wanted. He inspired sons in the back of the courtroom who brought food and drink to their fathers, which reminds us, Abraissa teaches what constitutes fearing a parent and honoring a parent. Fearing means one may not stand in his father's designated place nor sit in his designated place, and one may not contradict his father's words, nor may he weigh in on a disagreement between his father and another person. Honor means one gives his father to eat and drink, he dresses and covers him, and he brings him in and takes him out. So once again, when the family court judge with a diamond gavel, whose motto above his bench was respect tati, fear mommy, denied the sage's request for a court order against an inspiring adulterer who refused to wake up his father for a key they wanted, he inspired sons in the back of the courtroom who brought food and drink to their fathers. All right, so now it's time for Forba Bar Chazar. Daf Chav Zayin. So the Zimmer Daf Chav Zayin is a kazoo. So here goes. The little boy was so happy when his father showed him that the land he bought came with a gift of a diamond-studded kazoo. Kazoo? That must mean we're on Daf Chav Zayin. The little boy was so happy when his father showed him that the land he bought came with a gift of a diamond-studded kazoo, which reminds us, the Gemara asks about the kingdom of Agav. If the field is being sold and the movable items are being gifted, what is the halacha? Can items be acquired alongside land with a different type of transaction? This is a result from a mission in which Ramon Gamil transferred his future mice to Rabbi Yeshua by renting his field to him. 
Since renting is akin to a sale and the mice was given as a gift, it demonstrates that Agav is effective, even in such a case. So the little boy who was so happy when his father showed him that the land he bought came with a gift of a diamond-studded kazoo, along with pictures of ten fields around the world that he acquired at the same time through his one act of chazaka, which reminds us of Bryce's brought, which supports Shmuel's statement that if one sold to another ten fields in ten countries, once he performed a chazak in one of them, he acquires all of them. Ravachabred Ravika attempted to prove this, that if one handed a buyer ten animals tied with a single halter and he told them, acquire them, does he not acquire them all? So the little boy, he was so happy when his father showed him that the land he bought came with a gift of a diamond-studded kazoo, along with pictures of ten fields around the world that he acquired at the same time through his one act of chazaka, that he played his favorite Gilgo Shvu song as new kazoo, which sounded like he was humming, Amen be Amen, which reminds us, Ua says that the source for Gilgul Shvu is from a Soto who says, Amen, Amen. And the mission explains that she is swearing about multiple possible acts of adultery, including, Amen shul satisi arusa nesua shemerz yavam uchanusa. Amen that I did not stray while in arusa nesua shemerz yavam or mer yavama. Dav Chav Ches. So the simon Dav Chav Ches is a strong man. Koach. So here goes. The strong man, strong man. That must be more Dav Chav Ches. The strong man who picked up the man who said, Swear that you're not my Evid Ivri, in his right hand, which reminds us, in describing the extent that Gilgul Shavu can obligate one to swear Ravatad, a claimant could say, Swear that you're not my Evid Ivri. This is not an ordinary monetary claim because Ravatad on Daf Tazayin Amanalaf, that an Evid Ivri is Gufu Kanui, his body is owned by the master and therefore likened to land. So the strong man who picked up the man who said, Swear that you're not my Evid Ivri, in his right hand, while picking up an ox in his left hand to do a king of Chalipin with a donkey, which reminds us, the next mission states, Kol Nasadang Bacher, regarding anything used as payment for something else, Kevin once the seller acquired it, the buyer becomes responsible for its exchange, meaning the item being exchanged for it becomes his. An illustration is then given of exchanging an ox for a cow or donkey for an ox. After the more challenges the implication of the Mishnah, that coins may be used for a Chalipin, it interprets the Mishnah to mean anything requiring evaluation to be used as payment for something else can affect Chalipin. This teaches that all movable items, and not just utensils like the shoe of the Pasuk of Chalipin, may be used, which is illustrated by the exchange of an ox for a cow. So the strong man who picked up the man who said, Swear that you're not my Ebed Ivri, in his right hand, while picking up an ox in his left hand to do a king of Chalipin with a donkey, was impressed by the power of Hagdish when he overheard someone say, This cow is here by an Ola, and it automatically belonged to the temple, which was far off. In the distance, which reminds us, the next Mishnah states, The holy domain, meaning hektish, acquires with money, but an ordinary personal domain acquires with a proprietary act, referring here to Mashiach. And, One's declaration to give to hektish is equivalent to his giving over an item to an ordinary person. Therefore, if one says, This cow is here by an Ola, or this house is here by hektish, even if they're at the other end of the world, hektish acquires them. A private person always requires Mashiach. So the Simadav is a cot. So here goes. At the grand Avosubanim event, where the exempt mother stood proudly behind the large cot, cot, that must be more Dav At the grand Avosubanim event, where the exempt mother stood proudly behind the large cot with a diamond-shaped pillow, watching their husbands teach Torah, a trade, and swimming techniques to their sons, which reminds us, the next Mishnah teaches which mitzvahs women are exempt from, called mitzvahs of Ben Ab, regarding all mitzvahs of the son, Upon the father, men are obligated and women are exempt. Included in these mitzvahs are teaching one's son Torah, 
a trade, and some say how to swim. So at the grand Avosubanim event, where the exempt mother stood proudly behind the large cot with a diamond-shaped pillow, watching their husbands teach Torah a trade and swimming techniques to their sons, there was a fiery lecture on huliftos, ubenoliftos, which reminds us it was taught in a bright huliftos, ubenoliftos, if the father himself needs to be redeemed as Bechor, and his firstborn son needs to be redeemed, the Tanakhama says, who called him leave no? He takes precedence over his son and redeems himself first. Rebuda says, his son takes precedence, Shazem because his own mitzvah is primarily incumbent on his own father, who should have redeemed him. Vizem mitzvah's been no, Allah, and his son's mitzvah is primarily incumbent upon him. So at the grand Avosubanim event, where the exempt mother stood proudly behind the large cot with a diamond-shaped pillow, watching the husbands teach Torah a trade and swimming techniques to their sons, there was a fiery lecture on huliftos, ubenoliftos, attended by a bakr who wanted to learn first, and then planned on getting married, which reminds us, the Gemara discusses what should be done in a conflict between learning Torah first or marrying a wife. Daf Lamed, so the Simr Daf Lamed is a Malamed, a Rebbe. So here goes. Rabbi Diamond the Malamed, Malamed, that must be more Daf Lamed. Rabbi Diamond the Malamed, who brought his grandson to class one day in order to teach him Torah, which reminds us, the Gemara brings a discussion whether one is Chayev to teach his grandson Torah. So Rabbi Diamond the Malamed, who brought his grandson to class one day in order to teach him Torah, got so much nachos when the young boy finally answered sharply without any hesitation, which reminds us, it was taught in a brace that the Pasuk says, Vishinantam, and you shall teach them thoroughly. Shiyu mukhudadim teaching that the words of Torah should be sharp in your mouth so that if a man will ask you something in Torah, you will not stammer, and then tell him, Ela Omer rather you will answer him immediately. So Rabbi Diamond the Malamud, who brought his grandson to class one day in order to teach him Torah, got so much nachas when the young boy finally answered sharply, without any hesitation, that he gave him a prized medicine bottle shaped like a Sefer Torah to keep the Yetzirah away, which reminds us, a Bryce of Darshan's the Pasuk was Samtem, and you shall place as Samtam, a perfect medicine, teaching Nimshel Torah Kasam Chaim. The Torah is compared to a life-giving medicine. This is analogous to a father who struck his son and placed a compress upon his wound. He told him that as long as the compress was in place, he could eat, drink, and bathe as he pleased, despite these being potentially harmful to his injury. But if he removes the compress, his injury will worsen. So too, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says to Yisrael, Banai, my son, Barasi Yetzirah, Barasi Torah Tavwin. I create the Yetzirah, and I create the Torah as its antidote. And if you involve yourself in Torah, you will not be given over into his hand. Alright, so now it's time to conclude with our power quiz of 10 questions. Number 1. Which stuff do you learn that from the word Vishinantam in the Pasuk, the Divrei Torah should be Muchudadim Beficha, sharp in your mouth. That's on Duff. Lamed. Good number two. Which stuff do we learn what one should do in a conflict between learning Torah first or marrying first? That's on Duff. Chavtaz. Good number three. Which stuff do you learn different ways to honor a parent, such as bringing them food? That's on Duff. Lamedov. Good number four. Which stuff do you learn a Gilgul Shavu is effective even in a case where one says to another, swear that you're not my Evid Ivri? That's on Duff. Chavchez. Good number five. Which stuff do you learn about the incident with Dama Ben Nasina and how far one should go to honor one's parents? That's on Duff. Lamedov. Good number six. Wish something going about Kenyan Chalipin and exchanging a cow for a donkey. That's on Duff. Chavchez. Good number seven. Wish that we have a price of the Darshans from Vesamtem, that Torah is a Samtam, a perfect medicine, and that Kosh Baruch Hu says, Barasi Yetzahar, Barasi Torah Tavlin. That's on Duff. Lamed. Good number eight. Wish that we have a question of the acquisition of Agav requires the items to be in the transacted land. That's on Duff. 
Chavav. Good number nine. Which stuff do you learn why the Pasuk puts honoring a father first before honoring a mother and fearing a mother before fearing a father? That's on Duff. Lamedov. Good. And number 10. Which stuff do we discuss methods for acquiring animals and how to acquire an elephant? According to Rabbi Shimon, that's on Duff. Chafe. Excellent. That concludes today's year. This is Rabbi Ram Gold from Zichu. Wishing you a great day and great learning.